Hey, Comic Book Geeks, Comic Book Casey coming at you still in Harvard Square, but this time I am in the Cornerstone comic book store of the area, and we are with the owner of that store, and that store's name, one more time, is... The Million Year Picnic. Hey, everybody. How long has it been here? We've been here since 1974, so we're the oldest comic book store in New England, and I think one of the oldest comic book stores left standing in the U.S. right now. Okay, now Tony here is gracious enough to invite me in to check out the store with the crew and it's cool having you guys down here we appreciate it and of course you know i'm gonna have to buy some stuff here man i'm gonna i'm gonna ask for a discount i might not get it but i'm gonna i'm gonna still ask we'll we'll definitely hook you (laughs) because you got some great silver age stuff back there that i need to add to my collection and you did point out something golden age i have nothing golden age we'll we'll, we'll try to make sure well we can change that for you Okay, well, interestingly enough about Tony, what I found out about him is he is actually a Harvard alumni, which is in walking distance of this store. He was a student coming here, working a little bit, buying a little bit, and now, boom, you own it. Yeah, you know, I started working here when I was an undergraduate. Uh, It was a good part-time job. And the guy who hired me, Rich Titus, the day he hired me said, I got to warn you, this place is a trap. Once you get in, it's really hard to get out. And... Here I am like 35 years later and I'm still here. So At least he was honest. Yeah, Rich, you were honest up front. I just, I, I didn't understand how big a trap it was. Well, now you know, 35 years, man, that's a prison sentence for some people, but this is a great prison sentence for guys like us. It's been a labor of love. So, uh, you know, we just so many great people I've worked with over the years, so many wonderful customers who pass through our doors. Uh, it's a lot of fun. Yeah, and something about the comic book stores, it brings a culture together. It brings a lot of people uh, in here of all walks of life. And I'm sure you have a lot of regular customers that probably blow at least a couple hundred bucks on a weekly basis. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's interesting sort of seeing the graying of that part of my customer base. You know, what we've tried to work hard on the last five to ten years is bringing a lot more women into the store. But I think we've always had a, a great female following and also just bring a lot of kids in because there are a ton of wonderful graphic novels for kids now that I think is going to create a strong future generation of comic book fans. That was missing for a long time. You know, when I was growing up, there was the Disney stuff. There was all the Harvey stuff. There were the Archies. There were a lot of comic books for kids. And then we sort of went away from that. And I think it really hurt the industry because... You know, as people aged from their 20s to their 30s to their 40s, we suddenly didn't have a lot of 10, 12, 14-year-olds coming in and buying comics. Uh, and also, in particular, the, the books just got more mature. I mean, there are a lot of regular monthly Marvel and DC comics, and certainly a lot of stuff from Image where I wouldn't necessarily hand that to a 10-year-old and say, you know, this is something for you. Age appropriate is something you have to take in consideration being the business owner here. And also, I wanted to ask, do you see an increase in sales since the um, popularity of comics have grown in TV and movies? You know, I it's funny. I think the movies drive sales on things like, say, Watchmen, a collected thing where they can come in and get the book and compare it to the movie. I haven't really noticed that the superhero stuff for us, drives sales of, of superhero books. Um, for us, and maybe this is just based on the area, um, sort of the diversity movement at Marvel created an entire new generation of, of fans, uh, reading Squirrel Girl, Ms. Marvel, America, books like that. 
Ta-Nehisi Coates taking over Black Panther, boom, suddenly that was the number one selling Marvel book. And actually for us, that's number one and Ms. Marvel's number two. So that kind of stuff drove sales for us a lot better than just the latest big movie. Um, you know, I remember when my son was in preschool, you know, sort of walking in, and there are all these four- and five-year-olds with comic book T-shirts who've never read a comic book. For, because to them, a movie or a video game or a Lego set doesn't necessarily mean that they're going to go out and, and search the source material. So I think what's really important for, you know, particularly mainstream comics to do is to try to connect with those young readers with stuff that's age-appropriate when they're four, when they're six, when they're eight, and try to build a readership that's going to graduate to the regular Marvel, DC, whatever, Dark Horse books. So that's important. Well, I think you make a very good point, and I think Disney has done that with superhero force cartoons and the books where they show the Marvel characters as children sort of in a club of uh, elite super beings that go out and fight the little bad guy villains, but they're all about 10 or 12 years old. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that kind of stuff works, but, you know, really trying to do that in book format. I mean, you know, one of the things I've often lamented is that, you know, Marvel and DC, and I may be wrong in this, I think DC may be doing a little bit of this now, haven't really gone out and created a strong division of kids' graphic novels and then partnered, partnered with someone like Scholastic. You know, I remember when my kid was three, first day of preschool, they hand you a Scholastic catalog. Then you go to public school, first day of kindergarten, here's your Scholastic catalog. Every year there's a library book fair in the school sponsored by Scholastic. You know, and ever since Jeff Smith did Bone with them, you know, that whole graphic novel market for kids has just exploded. So I think you, we get more kids coming in looking for Amulet or the latest Raina Telgemeier graphic novel or that whole sort of breadth and wealth of, of kids' graphic novels. Those kids are coming in more often than kids who are looking for Flash or Superman or, or Spider-Man. Um, so I would like to see something like that to really drive young readership towards superhero stuff. It makes perfectly good sense because I guess now you have the Generation X, then you have the uh, Millennials, and I don't know if you try to distinguish or try to even guess, which I would think would be a fun game as a comic book store owner when somebody's walking in based on their age. I would try to guess what they're going to go for. Do you ever do that? Uh, somewhat, but I mean, we carry a pretty diverse uh, selection of comics. So, you know, Jerry uh, Weiss, who founded the store was an old-time science fiction fan, hence the store is named after the title of a Ray Bradbury story. So the old, you know, comic book fan, you know, loved EC Comics, but he was also a big underground comic fan. Uh, you know, at one point had a huge collection of Robert Crumb original artwork. So uh, what we've done, you know, we've always, like, tried to carry comics. Whether you were 8 or 80, you'd be able to find something here. So, yeah, I mean, sometimes you play the game, but nowadays I, I find that you just don't know when someone walks in the door, you know, do they want uh, something from the underground aisle? You know, do they want Love and Rockets? Do they want, are they looking for the latest Chris Ware? If Chris Ware were still really getting stuff out, you know, are, are they looking for that kind of stuff? Or, you know, maybe they've got a kid and they want to buy, uh, you know, Cleopatra in space or Tintin, um, 
so you know like that sophisticated person who might walk through the door that you might say maybe he's looking for something out of like the raw magazine you know the no brow school of stuff just as easily could be looking for you know tantan comics and asterix comics that they read when they were a kid or they could be looking for old comic strip reprint books that, you know maybe they're looking for crazy cat um so it's a little bit more difficult now to try to pinpoint what people are into well i for one can give you a heads up if my mom ever walks into the store <laughs> she prides herself on being a baby boomer she would be looking for the archies yeah yeah and, and it is funny i there was that point where Archie sold a tremendous amount of books because it was like the one thing for, that was sort of definitely targeted at young female readers. And then manga came along and, and that was a whole new thing that a lot of young girls got into. And then to be honest, like I said, the, all the stuff that people like Raina Telgemeier, uh, Hope Larson, uh, they're a whole b- great group of cartoonists doing stuff that young women are interested in. And, and, and the other thing with girls and young women, too, is it's, there's a ton of stuff coming out from Image and Dark Horse and IDW and Boom that's really attracting, and even Marvel, that's attracting a larger percentage of female readers. So for us, like Saga, anything Brian K. Vaughn is doing, Saga, Paper Girls, he's got a huge female readership, which is really great to see. Now, I noticed that you have a wide variety, a huge selection of all types of books here. So I got to ask, do you have the Archies here? Of course. Okay. Old school Archie and all the new Archies that Mark Wade and people are writing. Yeah. Okay. So now big shouts out to you, Mom, Venus, Baby Boomer. I got to buy you an Archies. I'm coming home with some Archies books for you. All right. We will hook you up with that. Great. A discount. Yes. At a discount. You got it cool because I'm running with some wonderful swag so you know because I'm running out of money here I'm spending a lot of money on this trip (laughs) so yeah this is a great place great underground basement comic book store man I love the smell of it when I come in I I smell silver and I smell some gold age even though I don't own any but maybe before I leave here I can break out the old credit card what kind of silver age do you like man give me the x-men or the avengers any day I'm good with that. Okay. Well, well, we got some stuff back there you might like. Got to have Batman, too. We got some Batman. Okay. That's for me, not for Q, for me. All right. All right. So it was a pleasure, Tony, meeting you. Glad that you uh, allowed us in, welcomed us in. And, I, yeah, I see an Archie right there. Jesus, hardback. That looks like that's about $50. Probably not. Probably a little bit less. We'll, 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 we'll work see. it out. We'll, see what we we'll work do. it out. Okay. Well, again, man, thank you for your time. And hey, thanks for bringing the whole crew. My brighten pleasure. Up my, brighten up my weekend. I'm going to borrow some money from them so I can buy some stuff from you. All right. Let's go hook you up. All right. Hook me up, man. All Lead right. the way. Take it easy. We're out. <laughs>